Everything on the podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Nothing I say is meant to treat or diagnose, or it's not even advice for you to follow. So remember, when you're listening to the podcast, I am a doctor. I'm just not your doctor. This is On Call with Dr. Dave. Today, I'm talking with my brother, Todd, who's a physician assistant, and he works in a unique environment, to say the least. So, I mean, I work in a prison. I've been there about seven years. Most of my stories are pretty inappropriate for... <laughs> For most people, but a few of the good ones. Uh, one of the the first ones was was I was on call. I was pretty new to the job, and so now now that I'm you know I'm pretty jaded, and I just don't believe anything that most people say. But um, the first guy came in with abdominal pain, and these people people I work with just don't like to to tell you what's going on. So they gave me a call, said, "Hey, this guy's got severe abdominal pain. He's not feeling so well." So I said, all right, let's run some, you know, let's run some labs. Let's start with that. Let's, let's see how we're doing. And we don't have x-ray after hours. And so this is just over the phone. So he ran some labs, called me, said, he's not doing any better. His labs were all stone cold normal. And so I said, all right, you know what? Let me come in. I'll take a look at him, see what I think. So I came in, looked at him. The guy was just, you know, I've had abdominal pain for four to six hours. It's been terrible. It's been a rough day. It's nothing new. You're not eating anything new, you know? No, everything's fine. It's just, you know, where's the pain? I mean, it's all over normal bowel movements, nothing, right? The guy's giving me nothing. So, um, I sat on him for a bit, but I mean, he appeared, his vitals, like his heart rate was pretty elevated. He appeared to be in some pain. So I luckily was able to call in our on-call x-ray text as she popped over and I was just like, let's get a flat plate, make sure this guy doesn't have like small bowel obstruction or anything. Did that real quick. And, you know, so as soon as that x-ray comes back, I, I walk in there and say, dude, I mean, you have a cell phone and a charger in your rectum. You know? <laughs> so you might want to, he's like, Oh, what? No, that's, you know, that's, that's some bull crap. And I said, look, man, I'm not, you know, they always, they don't want to tell me the truth. Cause yeah. <laughs> they, they're going to get arrested or something. I said, look, man, I mean, I'm just here to help you. I'm not, I am not a cop. So he's, he fessed up and said, yeah. And he put him up there a while ago. He hasn't been able to retrieve him. He didn't know what to do. So eventually we just ended up sticking in this dry cell and he was able to get him out after a few hours. But since then, it's a normal question for me to, have you put any, you know, foreign bodies in your rectum? <laughs> That's a pretty standard question. Um, other one, similar situation. This guy just had some arm pain. And once you get jaded in what I do, so you don't, you know, you tend to just be like, all right, you know, this guy's, his arm's hurting. I'm looking at his exam. I'm not feeling a whole bunch. And this is, they called me because he said he was in terrible pain, which is weird. Um, so I left him, I didn't do anything. And that's one of those times when I, when I go back and think about it, I'm like, well, maybe I should. But uh, so the next day I came in, I took a look at him and I threw him on the x-ray again to see if the guy had a, 14 centimeter knife inside, oh, inside of his bicep. The, the x-ray looks unbelievable. And apparently, which is mad because I said, oh yeah, he said, oh, that's nuts. Like the guy straight up did not know about it. So he had been stabbed. <laughs> it was like 10 years prior. He's like, yeah, I had gotten to an altercation. I never went to the hospital. The guy stabbed oh, me. Um, I guess recently it just been, been getting like irritated or something. And then his pains, so we had like a mild infection unrelated to the blade. So he just had this, it was like the whole length of his humerus and the x-ray is pretty dope. So that was just one of those times where it was like, I mean, you, that's, that's these, this population where it's like, they're full of it until they're not full of it. And then they have <laughs> crazy stuff going on. So I don't know. Other than the rest of the foreign body stuff, you know, every fruit, every, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you name it, I've had the fruit, fruit pulled out of somebody. So. 
Yeah, I had a patient one time. I just he was just in for an eye exam, and my technician was in there to begin with. And this was in the prison system where I did residency. And my technician's getting like vision, checking a few things, and she comes out. She's like, uh, "Doctor, I don't know what to do." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "He's vibrating." Like, uh, <laughs> she's just doing the eye exam, and then she heard this buzz, buzz, like the cell phone that he had stuffed up his rectum actually started vibrating. She could hear it vibrating. He's trying to like sit still. <laughs> and like not react <laughs> while this thing's in there. I'm just like, it's really simple. We just like, we don't have to worry about that. We're here for his eyes. I went and told like the doc in charge, like, Hey man, we got a foreign body. Like, I, I never really cared about like what people did. I never asked them why they were in prison. I just always was just like, Hey, Mr. So-and-so, how are you? Cause that just kind of helped me interact with them in just a more normal way. Yeah. But it's interesting, like what you're saying, just like early on. You just kind of believe people. So this is completely outside the prison system, but like I got a bad rap. The nurses teased me for about a month after this, but I was just a new intern. I was working the ER. This lady comes in screaming in pain, just like completely just, just bawling, tears come down her face. And I'm just, my heart goes out to her. Oh my gosh, we need to figure out what's going on, but this looks serious. So I give her some Dilaudid just to get her calm and comfortable for the exam. When all the tests came back at the very end, she just had a UTI. So, and all the nurses like, oh, next time I get a UTI, I know which doctor I'm coming to. <laughs> we all get burned. I mean, I, yeah, I can think of yeah. the first 20 times with each thing, you know, you learn these guys in prison the first time this guy had blood in his urine. So he had kidney stones because they're pretty, they're pretty painful. So I gave him some, gave him some Norco for a few days, came back, had blood in his urine, blood in his urine, blood in his urine. This guy can't <laughs> get a CT scan. And eventually everyone told me, it's like, man, what they do is they just, when they pee, they prick their finger, dip it in the urine. So there you go. Oh, you know? So I just like this. So now it's yeah. like, you know, I don't, you know, now I check a CT scan first. So <laughs> well, that's better. P pricking the fingers better than what I thought you were going to say for how they got the blood in the urine. So I'm so glad it's just like, <laughs> so there was one guy I'm telling you, they go to length. So there was one guy that literally had been caught doing it enough. So they watched him. So every time we be like, Hey, we need observed. And he still had it. CT scan had nothing. Full urology workup. The guy had nothing. So mm -hmm. it was just, why does this guy have Like, why is there blood in his urine? eventually he actually some one of the nurses was in there and he kept a teeny piece of a paper clip inside the tip of his penis and would squeeze it as he was urinating oh geez. so like the length they, they will not stop and then sometimes you see somebody and they're like you know and they, they come in they, they have terrible histories it's like oh this guy's got like math so you can't just ignore it i really appreciate you coming on sometimes the inappropriate stories are the best stories so i i like yeah. them i think other people like them so thank you for sharing this is On Call with Dr. Dave. I'm going to be the one telling the stories today. And to tell the stories, I invited one of my friends on. He's not in medicine. And I particularly chose him because I, he's a good friend. And because he's not in medicine. Any stories that you've heard about or remember me telling or just like you want to hear just my funniest or saddest or grossest story of all time? Is there ever a time when you were like scared? Like physically, you know, for your physical being? I guess, you know what, the, the, I did get nervous sometimes when I worked in the prisons. That's where I got a little nervous. So they had kind of the people that weren't in there for violent crimes, but all there was was a door. I would just open the door and there's like Jen Pop and there's like 30 dudes just standing there and I just call the next name, they'd walk in. So just opening that door, even though there was no reason for them to get violent, they were in for crimes that weren't really gonna keep them in, the, in jail very long or prison. 
it was just weird to like open the door and have 30 guys just stare at you and just know if they rush the door, there's nothing I could do. The people that made me the most nervous though, like they had what I, what I called the one guard prisoners, two guard prisoners, and three guard prisoners. The one guard prisoners were in jail or prison for violent crimes. So they always had to go someplace with a guard. The two guard prisoners were people that were like pretty, like not just violent, but had murdered or raped or done something really aggressive. So they would come with two guards and like usually full chains. And then there was the three guard prisoners. The three guard prisoners were in there for violent crimes and or they were actively violent in prison. So they had like killed people in prison. They had killed guards, other prisoners. And so they were like at risk to go be violent at any time. So they'd always be with three guards. But back in the prison system, we still had these pen and paper charts and I needed consent forms to be able to treat them. And so when I would be like, okay, here's the consent form for your surgery or for your procedure. And I had to hand them the pencil and the, like, the paper. Like I got like pictures from like all those like violent, like, you know, like the uh, movies I used to watch where I would just imagine them grabbing the pen and just like, you know, shoving it in my neck. And I like, ah, <laughs> so <laughs> it never happened. And now there's like three guards there. They're like fully chained, but that's the one time I would get nervous when I'd hand them the pencil. Cause I just like this mental image of like a pencil in my eye or my neck bleeding out. So I would get as far away as possible, like hand them the pen and then kind of like pull back real quick. <laughs> but uh, like nothing ever happened. There was a rule that if a prisoner falls down in front of you, just hands off, you just let him go down, which you know, goes against everything you want to do. One guy was coming to, was at the hospital and he pretended to faint and the guard went to catch him. And then as the guard went to catch him, he got the guard's gun. And so, and then he escaped with the guard's gun and it turned into this huge thing. But we had a rule there that if, if they go down, they go down. You just, you worry about it later. Um, so as much as it's like, yeah, I, maybe I shouldn't have been that nervous around those situations. Obviously, there's situations where you probably should be nervous, so it's better to just protect yourself. Welcome to On Call with Dr. Dave. Today, we're going to be speaking with Dr. Adam, who is an ophthalmologist. You, you did the prison in, right? I did do the prison in, I don't know if it was, I mean, there, the prison seemed like it had a lot of just bizarre pathology, because obviously, you don't get to go see the ophthalmologist in the prison system across the state until you're at the end of your disease process, <laughs> you know, like, like there's no, there's no catching it early, no. you know, in the prison system. It's like, you're, you're, you're losing the eye from, you know, the syphilis before you see the first line of defense, you know? And so I feel like the prison was just, it felt like just really bad infections and really bad uveitis that come once the eye is like perforating you know and you probably had the exact same experience or just trauma just the yeah. sock the eye yeah. galloping, the fights just it's it like the wild west there man right it, it really was it was wild and and the format of seeing patients was so bizarre you know it's just like you have your little room that you sit in and then, and then there's a doorway and then a long hallway of prisoners that just are like, you know, just, just waiting to be seen. Looking at you. <laughs> it no, was well, so... Wild West and the fact that you guys had a clinic that you just ran roughshod into because your second yeah. year residents just like, yeah, sure, treat these people. And every time he went to the prison, I'm like, don't get stabbed with a pen today. Because yeah. I had this 
dream or whatever that he get that close to a patient and a patient would just have a pen and like stab him in the neck. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's it's uh-huh. a scary thought, but I think overall, I think the prison experience was uh, one in in which most of the prisoners were pretty happy that they were getting seen by somebody. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of them, um, a lot of them were really pretty respectful, uh, you know, because you would think you're going in and, and you're dealing with this like crowd because there were like that system that we were in, there were plenty of like murderers and and rapists and and everybody uh in that system and we um i I felt like i was treated with respect and the nurses and techs that Mm -hmm. we worked with were treated with respect and as long as we we gave respect i think that we kind of got it back in that system i i like that experience i don't know what you thought about it dave i i enjoyed it as well it was a little weird to go through three doors that i knew i couldn't get out of unless somebody let me out (laughs) (laughs) right right but dealing with the patients, I treated them like just any other patient, just like "Hello, Mr. Johnson," and then mm-hmm. see what they were in for. And they were always yeah. they were always pretty respectful. One patient was mad that we went to all plastic glasses, and he said, "Ah, I, I need my old glasses. Like, why do you need your old glasses? Uh-huh. The wire and sides, like, good for stabbing. <laughs> these glasses are less. These well, glasses are less stabby. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> that's why we went to all plastic to actually make them less." <laughs> We found that the old ones were too stabby. And so, <laughs> Our market research shows that. Yeah, but oh you, my god, yeah, I learned a lot there, though. Like you said, you saw some things at end stage, and so you saw things that you wouldn't see anywhere else, and you yeah. learned some of the most difficult cases, and then you can deal mm-hmm. with the ones that aren't so bad. Yeah, uh, it definitely. And I think on a uh, on a social level, it kind of made you a little bit more, I don't know. So like in private practice, every once in a while, a prisoner will come through. If you're like contracted with the prison or whatever, then sometimes they'll bring a person through. And you find that a lot of times the people in the clinic who have not dealt with prisoners or, or people from, you know, whatever, the, the prison system or jail system or penitentiary system will end up getting very excited about it and and i feel like after having been exposed to so many prisoners over such a long period of time like i don't care who they are i don't care what they did i don't care why they're in prison it's just they're just like another patient in the clinic we got to figure it out and then get them going you know and it's um and and i think that after you've seen you know hundreds of them then you end up kind of going in with that mindset that it's like literally just another patient but people who haven't had that exposure get very excited about it but it, it reminds you of the oath you know that you took to help anybody and everybody and not to you know care yeah. it's just like yeah you you don't and you get through right. it where it's just and then you have a difficult patient that's you know whining in your office and you're like look like you're fine yeah. like i've done yeah. so much worse than this like <laughs> yeah right Hi, this is Dr. Dave. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Please rate, review, and share this episode so that we can continue to get you more stories in the future.